0: month in the Islamic calendar has uniqueness about it in terms of events, in terms of Sharia Islamic rulings, in terms of lessons that we can learn. And there is no difference with regards to the month we are in today, the sacred month of Muharram. And what I would like to do is cover Six examples, six stories, events or lessons which are very relevant for us today. A number of these incidents, a number of these examples, a number of these events are things we already are very familiar with. I'm sure year after year at this time, at the commencement of Muharram or just before Muharram on the Jumma Salah, there will be talks talking about the merits of Muharram. So I'm not going to break that mold and do anything different. But I want to discuss one or two items, one or two issues, which we may never have thought about, which is relevant, what we can learn and what we can take from the month of Muharram. The very obvious starting point, this month of Muharram, according to the various narrations, is the month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he forgave Yun- Yunus alayhi salam. This is the month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cured Ayub alayhi salam of his illness. This is the month in which Nuh alayhi salam finally was able to leave the ship after the massive flooding. These are stories which you may have known about. But this is the month in which it happened. That's just an event, or a series of events. My second point is a point which we are all very familiar with. Which is what? That this month, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He described to be a sacred month. And this is very significant for us. In Surah Tawbah, in Ayah 36, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about and mentions that 12 months Accorded to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But four of those. Arbatum hurmun. And four of those are sacred. Rajab. Dhul Qaida. Dhul Hijjah. And this blessed month, this sacred month of Muharram. Why are they sacred? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala determined that they would be sacred. And this ayah which we know. And this reference which we know about is something very common for us to appreciate and understand. And I want to make sure you understand I'm going to be referring to this ayah in reference to all the series of points we are going to make. Because aspects of this verse we are very familiar with, but there's a part of this verse we really talk about and we really hear about. So from this verse, Allah has said what? Very clearly to us that this month is a sacred month Mm. to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what do we associate with this month? My next point. We associate with Ashura. We talked about the prophets already, but Ashura is then we'll only associated with who? Musa. And the victory that Allah granted Musa السلام, and the people from who? From Firaun. And when Rasulullah was entering into Medina, and he saw the Jews were fasting on this day, he asked. Why are you fasting? And they said because of the victory that was accorded to Musa salam, over Fir'aun. Then what was the reply of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? That we as Muslims have a greater right to Musa salam, than the Yahud. And he instructed for Muslims to fast on the 10th day of Muharram. Again, nothing new. And the scholars went on to say in order to differentiate us from the Yahud, we should fast on the two days, the 9th and the 10th. I haven't said anything which we do not know. Nothing at all. And then the ayah goes on to say what? That in this month or in these months, do not oppress yourselves. And what does the scholars say in the tafsir of this? This is the month in which the rewards are heavier, they count more for us, but also the sins are heavier, they count heavier against us. So, in the sacred months, like we are in Muharram, enjoined in the good deeds, give sadaqah, give charity, fast, and we'll discuss this with reference to fasting in this month of Muharram. Be kind towards your neighbors. All the good deeds you think about is what we should invest in. And what should we avoid? The bad deeds. Why? Because they count heavy against us. Brothers, I'm not saying anything, one which is new, or nothing we don't discuss, for all the other remaining months, Because we're also encouraged to do the good deeds in all the other remaining months. Are we not? But Muharram is special. When we link it to the issue of fasting, what are we told? Hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fasting on Ashura, it is equivalent to getting one year of sin removed. May Allah allow us to live long enough to see the tenth, of the, the tenth of Muharram in order that we fast. We are recommended encouraged to fast. So encourage all of us and encourage our family members to fast in order we take the benefit from this fasting again nothing. What is the other significance of the month of Muharram we also talk about, that we also know about? It is the tragedy, the tragedy of Karbala. Indeed a tragedy, where the grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu was martyred, was killed at the hands of the army of Yazid. If there is a lesson to learn, if there is a lesson to learn from this incident, and there is a huge discussion about what are the benefits or the lesson we need to learn, the one important lesson is this. Look what happens to our ummah the moment we detach Islam, the moment we detach our iman, the moment we detach our aqidah from the affairs of governing. When we start to look for another system, another nizam, another way to manage people. When hereditary rule, like monarchy, is used as a means to try to govern people, going away from the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how the Khulafa, how the khalifa should be appointed, and the system, it changes. And look what happens. And that lesson is not just a lesson from the tragedy of Karbala, 1,200 years on, today. Don't we see the tragedy of the Muslims today? Because the corruption doesn't sit at our level. The corruption sits at a level above us all the time. And when we detach Islam from ruling, from governing, we see the corruption that unfolds across the Muslim world. And we only need to be very honest to ourselves. Why are we here? Why did we leave the Muslim world? Economic hardship, political issues, social problems. We've seen the corruption. We've seen the difficulties and the hardships. Our forefathers, our grandfathers, our parents came to get out of that difficulty. Those difficulties haven't changed. They become even worse. Day after day, month after month, year after year. Why? Qarabla reminds us. Look at the calamity, look at the tragedy. The moment we detach Islam from governing. We only need to look at the vision 2030 in Saudi Arabia and the corruption and the fitna that's being introduced day after day, week after week, month after month. And that corruption which exists there is the corruption already Endemic within the GCC unfortunately I'm visiting spending 10 years in that part of the world and I see every single day unfortunately how our daughters how our sisters how our mothers are encouraged to take off that which honors them that which gives them respect that which gives them dignity in the eyes in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they encourage day by day to take all of this off Our youth are encouraged to neglect the basics of the Salah so they can have enjoyment. That's the norm. These are lessons that we take from Muharram. And inshallah in the second part, I want to touch on two additional lessons that we should learn related to the subject matter of looking at our situation as as an Ummah. الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله سيدنا الامين اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتاب الكريم ان الله ملائكته يسلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وآل ال محمد كما سليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم الإسلام والمسلمين The fifth lesson or event I want to connect about this subject is something subhanAllah we all know Muharram is the first month of the Islamic calendar. We talked about its sacredness. We talked about Ashura and the blessing and the rewards associated with fasting. We talked about the tragedy of Karbala. We talked about the stories related to the previous prophets and what they endured and what they went through in the month of Muharram. But something very interesting, which I came across recently. Muharram being the first month in the Islamic calendar. But more importantly, more importantly, when did the Islamic calendar start? The first of Hijri, when did it start? We know Muharram is the first month, but when did it start? Subhanallah, amazing narration. Omar ibn Um ibn al-Khatab, sitting amongst the companions, amongst the Sahaba, Discussing after the death of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, after the death of the beloved companion Abu Bakr-Siddiq, and talking about when should we start and signal the starting of the Islamic calendar, the hijri calendar, when should it begin? And the debate centered around four options. Option number one the birth of rasulullah sallallahu that is when the islamic calendar should start second option the day the prophet sallam became a prophet when he received the revelation third option the death of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam all of these options are significant events for us as muslims and the fourth option was when the Hijrah was done from Mecca to Medina signalling what? Signalling the authority the strength and the establishment of Islam as a deen, as a powerhouse. What did they decide? If we did a straw poll here and we said, brothers what would you recommend to be the starting point of the Hijri calendar? Maybe when the Prophet became a Prophet, makes sense, that's when he became a Prophet. That's a good day to start the Hijri calendar. That is not what they decided. Maybe the death of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Such a significant event, could that signal the end of the revelation. That should be the starting of the Islamic calendar. That is not what they chose. The companions may Allah be pleased with them. The Sahaba, may I be pleased with them, chose Hijab, The day when Rasulullah entered into Medina as a leader. As an authority. That is significant for us today. Because the question should be, brothers, where is this authority today? Where is this leadership today? To represent us as an ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Where is that leadership and authority today? Which leads to my final point. This ayah I mentioned in Surah al-Tawbah. where Allah SWT talks about Muharram being a sacred month, and talks about that in this month we should not commit vulam upon ourselves. The ayah ends by saying what? The ayah ends where Allah says. وَقَاتِلُوا مُشْرِكِينَ كَهْفَةً كَمَا يُقَاتِلُونَ كَهْفَةً أَنَّ اللَّهَ الْمُتَّقِينَ And I try to put this in context because there's a context to this. That all of us together important point all of us together should counter the Mushrikeen sufficiently how they counter us. We should counter them why? Because Muharram is the sacred month which should not be violated. But it was violated by the Mushrikeen. It was violated by the Mushrikeen. But it is a month that there should be no fighting. But a violation took place. And the end of this ayah talks about how we collectively should counter the Mushrikeen how they counted us because of the violation. And I'll end with this point. Brothers, every single day, there are violations taking place against the ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Every single day. How difficult it is, and I speak as a father, to protect our children from the ideas and the values which are being spread throughout the society Not just in the West, but even in the Muslim world. Ideas with regards to what is our identity? What is our gender? Where is our loyalty? Every single day we are challenged about these ideas. And our children go to school. They go to high school. They go to university. They go into work confronted with a culture that is toxic with these ideas as parents we are not with them 24-7 and Allah makes us responsible makes us accountable to look after our children these violations take place every single day how are we going to protect this? and these violations don't just end On this level where we're struggling to protect the identity of our youth. Look at the other violations that take place. The desecration of the Quran in Sweden. A matter of our iman. A matter of our aqidah. How do we prevent that violation? How do we prevent the violation of the sanctity of al-aqsa? And forget al-aqsa. Because the blood of a mu'min is greater than the Ka'aba From the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. How do we protect that violation? It goes back to this ayah related to the sacred months. That together we should respond. Together collectively. And that collective response only comes under a leadership. A leadership that we no longer have today. And we have not had for the past 90 years, over 90 years and the absence of the leadership leaves us exposed to all of this corruption Subhanallah in the sacred month of Muharram I ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to grant us the blessing of fasting on the 10th of Muharram of Ashura so we gain the great reward of our sins for one year being removed I grant that for us I grant that for our families I grant that for our ummah I also grant, and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we are protected from these violations that we are struggling to deal with. And the only way to challenge them, and the only way to counter them, is when we subhanAllah work as we should work. And we talked about the good deeds. We talked about the good deeds. In the Blessed Month of Muharram, it was the month in which the pledge of authority, subhanAllah, in the month of Muharram, the pledge of authority was given to Rasulullah I do du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala insha'Allah. In month of maharam, let's be positive. That we have the means and we have the ability, once again, to give a pledge of allegiance to someone who is rightful and deserving to become the leader of our ummah and bring back the dignity, bring back the respect, and bring back the honor that is deserved for this month and every month in our Islamic calendar. I ask Allah to forgive us for any, for any shortcomings. I ask Allah to protect us and our children into the future and strengthen us with the iman that is unshakable and the strength that is unbreakable. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes.